0: it's the prep rally podcast the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports brought to you by the northwest arkansas democrat gazette here's your host Chip souza
1: Hey, hey, hey! We got a Wednesday afternoon. I am Chip Souza, joined by Ricky Fires to my left, and Paul Boyd is the other halfback lined up on the other side. We're lined up in the wishbone. Got three backs and the quarterback and Chris Young, the Greenwood coach, is going to coach us up, right,
2: Coach?
0: Yep. You bet! I'm excited to be here.
1: <laughs> he didn't say he's going to coach us up, though. No, did he? no. He, he
2: said that's impossible. <laughs> uh, he, you know, he, I think he's going to do the best he can. He left me hanging got. there. He left yep. me
1: hanging. <laughs> left me hanging. Coach, how you doing today?
0: Hey, we're doing super. How are you guys doing?
1: Good deal. So, Chris Young, the coach of the number one in Class Six A, I'm saying number one overall. Ricky, what do you say?
3: Uh, I ain't gonna go that far. I want to see <laughs> him play
1: Bryant, Coach. I got to see
3: that happen. I want to well, see him uh, play North Bryant. Little Rock, but no. Hey, this is this is a fantastic matchup. Number one Greenwood uh, awaiting number two Benton. That's right. And not only this is fantastic. What makes it so great is Benton beat uh, Greenwood. Last year, and I know they hadn't forgotten about that, and they're going to be fired up, ready to go.
1: Coach, I know you hadn't had this game circled on the calendar for a while, have you?
0: Yeah, our kids are fired up. You know, we lost a tough one down there last year, and we've had some great battles with those guys over the year. And, uh, you know, our kids are just excited to play them.
1: Coach, one thing I've noticed about you guys is you've gotten to play all of your games. You haven't had a uh, on your end a a, a a disruption because of COVID. And I know, but I know you've had to do some about faces and some qu- some quick moves, uh, kind of like I used to do when I got the ball in my hands, which was I was on the sideline most of the time, so I was handing the ball to whoever needed it when they needed it to the referee. But but anyway, you guys have, have done some quick t- turnarounds to get some games scheduled. But by and large, you guys have have done a, such a great job of of keeping uh, you know keeping your team focused and playing. In each week
0: yeah you know we're doing everything we can uh to make sure our kids get to play each week and and sometimes that's out of your hands i understand that but uh everything that's under our control uh we're trying to handle we're making sure we do a good job of spreading out changing in shifts in the locker room and just limiting the amount of times kids are are around another kid
1: we are talking with chris young the coach of the greenwood bulldogs now chris you know everybody knows arkansas football prep football and they know anything about it they know that you are you replaced rick jones this season as the head football coach at greenwood Chris I mean I I can't even imagine what what that's like you know to come in and replace a guy that won 37 state championships or or whatever however many he won at Greenwood was that a a, ever an issue with you like oh my gosh you know I mean you always hear you never want to be the guy that that replaces so-and-so but was that ever an issue with you looking at like man what what have I gotten myself into
0: no you know not at all we we uh this is a great job and and it's a great job for a reason you got great community support you got great support from the administration and school system and you got great football coaches assistant coaches on staff so uh we're set up here to be successful and i just appreciate the opportunity and uh and i'm enjoying it right now
3: and for those don't know who don't follow high school football like we do uh chris young was elevated he was a longtime assistant he's uh, now the head coach, somebody asked me, what's changed at Greenwood since uh, Rick Jones went to help out Eli Drinkwoods. And I said, nothing's changed. They're still number one. They're they're undefeated, and they're uh, just rolling, and they're fixing to play one of their toughest tests. I, I'm, I'll say that even over the 7 eight schools that Greenwood has played. Bentonville – Benton may be the best team they'll face this year. And, Coach, Chris, uh, you mentioned a loss earlier down there last year. What do you got to do better in this game that you didn't do there last year?
0: Yeah, you know, last year, uh, early on, we struggled offensively. You know, we, we turned the ball over on the, on the first series and uh, just didn't execute. We weren't consistent. And our offense is based on uh, being consistent, making first downs, getting positive yards every play. Uh, and, and so we've got to do a better job of that this year. And then these guys are really good on offense as well, and uh, we got to slow them down. You know, you're not going to stop a team like Benton, uh, but we've got to make sure we slow them down. Uh, Don't give them anything easy, and make them earn everything they get.
3: Hey, Chris, I don't mind telling you, I covered this scrimmage uh, when you guys came into Fable, and I come back and told uh, the guy there, so man, I don't know about Greenwood; they looked uh, pretty rough. Fable, you know, handled them pretty well, and lo and behold, just showed. I don't know what I'm talking about. I shouldn't And by the way,
1: that's not any surprise there.
3: <laughs> I should. do <there's laughs> nothing off of scrimmage, nothing off of scrimmage, but especially uh, your quarterback, uh, Richmond. And can you just talk about how much some of those guys have improved since uh, that day?
0: Yeah, LD's just had an unbelievable year. You know, you're talking about a guy that hadn't played quarterback in three years. He was our ninth-grade quarterback here, uh, but had some great quarterbacks in front of him. And so we moved him to receiver. And it really hadn't taken a snap until this past spring at quarterback. But uh, he's gotten better and better every game. And and he's put the time in. Uh, Coach Watson, my new quarterback coach and offense coordinator, has, has prepared the heck out of him. And we've just been thrilled with how he's played.
1: Chris, nowadays with these, you know, kids—not just not just college kids, but high school kids—jumping from place to, place to place just because they don't get to play when when daddy thinks that they should or whatever. How do you keep a player like LD Richmond, uh, you know, in the program and, and you know keep him happy, uh, so to speak, uh, when you know and, and waiting his turn? How, how do you do that?
0: You know, we just we encourage competition. Uh, we want as many great football players as we can have here. And, uh, you know, we've had great success in the past. You look at a guy like Peyton Holt, won a state championship as a wide receiver, and then the next year wins one as a quarterback. So, uh, you know, obviously we're looking for team-first guys. If we've got a guy that uh, is more worried about himself than he is a football team, he's probably not the guy we want at quarterback anyhow. So – uh we've been we've been lucky that we have not only outstanding players but outstanding outstanding young men and is another one of those
1: now those of you out there who might uh not know chris young if that young last name does sound familiar um chris is the son of joe fred young favorite who was son favorite son of of, of joe fred young <laughs> but chris i mean uh chris we all know who the real coach in the family was is Catherine, your mom she, she's a real coach. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah she was definitely the competitive one in the family but uh You know, both of my parents had very successful coaching careers, and and I enjoyed uh, being a part of that uh, with them for a long time.
3: Hey, I have to ask you about, um, you know, we watched the Razorbacks uh, last week. Uh, What about your uh, guy, Grant Morgan? Here's the guy. Um, just a fantastic football player. Followed <clears> his brother Drew. Nobody offered him a big time scholarship. He comes to Arkansas. As a walk-on. He pays his dues yeah. as a walk on. Yeah,
1: not only paid his dues, Rick paid his tuition.
3: Paid, yeah, paid his tuition. Yeah. Yes, that's kind of dues though, yeah, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah, I'm still paying them. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I'm sure the folks down there at Greenwood is so proud this young man that. Uh, um, you know, paid his own way for a while, finally earned a scholarship. And now he's a, like, SEC Player of the Week. National Player of the Week this National week. National Player of the Week. Yes. What's your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, it could be more proud of Grant. You know, I'm very close with Grant. Still talk to him on a regular basis. His brother Drew and, and his family good friends of ours. There's not better people. Uh, you know, Grant is just an outstanding young man, and he has earned everything he's gotten. Uh, it's funny. we We talked to our kids yesterday after practice a little bit. Uh, told him a story about when Grant was a senior here, there was a, a local state college came in and wanted to look at him before they offered him. They were going to offer him and, and wanted to see him. And uh, they walked in and, and uh, the head coach walked in Coach Jones's office and said, hey, guys, I'm sorry, I can't take him. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a great example to kids about they determine their future. They determine whether they can play or not. And not statistics, wow. and not height, and not size. Uh, You know, I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is um, playing guys um, not based on performance. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, they look at how tall they are, how big they are. uh, But we're really big. We're going to play guys based on their performance and not their potential. And uh, I think Grant is is a great key of that. And Drew's the same way. You know, Drew was in a situation where, uh, you know, found a spot at Arkansas. And once he got on the field, they never took him off. So, uh, it's just a great example that, to athletes not only at Greenwood but just throughout the state that uh, if you want to be successful and you're willing to put in the time and the work, uh, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it because Grant, Grant Morgan has done it and will continue to do it.
1: Well, Chris, you've been around football long time, long time, long before you ever started coaching. You were probably just a little boy running around in the locker rooms at Northside and Fayetteville and you know wherever your dad coached. And you understand when I say this, Grant is a football player. Now he may not win the most athletic award on the team, but he is a football player, and there's something to be said. And the way for that.
3: he played hurt last week, yeah,
1: oh, you tell. Yeah, he all helped. year long he's been yes. playing hurt. And you know, I wrote the advance story for this for the AP last week for the story. And Coach Pittman said, you know, him and him and uh, Bumper Pool were both you know banged up. And he said we're not going to hit him this week. So that let you know that he's you know that he was hurt and had that had that big brace on his elbow or whatever. But again. He is a football player.
0: Yeah. Hey, he's a bulldog, and and people don't understand the importance of studying film and and knowing what you're supposed to do. Uh, just let you let loose and play full speed. And and Grant, I promise you, there's not a better, smarter football player than Grant Morgan. He spends his time in film, and he knows what he's supposed to do. He knows what everybody on the defense is supposed to do. Uh, So it's just another reason he's having an excellent year.
1: I'll say this, Chris. He came up here a couple of years ago. He was our Defensive Player of the Year on our uh, all-NWADG team. Probably one of the best kids I've ever interviewed in my life. Um, and he at that time he knew he wanted to go to Arkansas and be a walk-on. It didn't matter to him. That's where he wanted to go. Uh, kind of like Brandon Burlsworth, that's the only place he wanted to go was mm-hmm. Arkansas, and it didn't matter if he had to pay his own way. It didn't matter if he had to, you know, wait his time. He, he, he That's where his heart was set on, and, and uh, I tell you what, That I'm, again, I go back, and I knew I know at that point, you know, th- this, kid's, this kid's special. He might not ever play at Arkansas, but he's special, and then he's proven that he can
0: play and that he does belong. Yeah, he's just very, very proud of him. And, and I'm telling you what, we had not seen the last of him. He's going to have a great year, and uh, he'll have a great career. So, look forward to watching him.
1: Again, we're talking to Chris Young, the football coach at Greenwood. Coach, I know that, you know, you would love to have a packed house Friday night when Benton comes in. Uh, of course, they're coached uh by one of our favorite coaches uh you know brad harris is a, brad one harris. of the great guys out there coaching we got a chance to cover him a little bit when he was at lincoln, lincoln. Yep. and uh you know congratulations to him going to benton and he's uh you know he's done a great job there Um uh, but you know limited capacity being what it is but i know your greenwood fans chris they'll be they'll be loud they'll be loud and proud on friday night
0: yeah i might have to sneak out and cut a hole in the student section <laughs> fence <every laughs>
1: there you go but
0: no our. Uh... Our kids and our community, they're going to support us as much as they're allowed to. And and, uh, we're just so appreciative, not only the fans, the spirit groups, the cheer, the dance, the band. Uh, A Friday night on Greenwood is special it's not like this everywhere and, and so uh correct. we're You're just we're we're excited for the opportunity to play Benton.
1: coach one thing i've said too i i lived in greenwood for a little while and i'm, I'm but i'm originally from texas where football is you know the, the it's a religion basically um they just they just have church on friday nights instead of sunday morning but <laughs> but uh greenwood's probably the closest thing i've seen to what it, what it's like in a in a smaller texas town um, in the state. And, uh, you know, uh, Chris, how much of that was a factor? I know you'd left for a little while and went over to Cabot for seemed like 15, 20 minutes or so and, and then came back to Greenwood. How much of that was a factor just not wanting to leave that community?
0: Yeah, it is special. It really is. You know, my wife was a really good basketball player here and grew up and, and went to school throughout her career at Greenwood. Uh, And we want our kids to go to school here. I've got a son that's a sophomore. I've got a daughter that's an eighth grader. And uh, we know that not only athletically are they in a great situation, but academically – uh, just the schooling they get, the education they get, and the uh, the opportunities they're going to get later in life because they grew up in Greenwood and got an education through Greenwood. We're we are thrilled to be here, and there's nowhere else we want to be.
1: Well, listen, Coach. Thanks for coming on with us today, and I know you got some X's and O's to put together for Benton coming in uh, on Friday night. Good luck to you on that, and uh, moving forward the rest of the season. And uh, go Bulldogs. Hey, appreciate you. You guys have a good day. Thanks, Chris. Again, that was Chris Young, the head football coach at Greenwood. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Jeff Conaway, the head football coach at Shiloh Christian. And Ricky, they're also ranked number one in their classification. We'll be right back with Prep Rally, the podcast.
0: And now, back to the Prep Rally
1: podcast with Chip Souza. And we are back and rocking and rolling, and we are now joined by Jeff Conway, the head football coach of the number one in class 4A, Shiloh
3: Christian Saints. So we're not doing anything but number one teams today. You've got yeah. you to be number one to, to be on be this, show. this show. We that, don't do number three, we, number four, so we talked to number one Greenwood in 6A. Now we're Shiloh number one in their 4A, right? That's
1: exactly right. And so, Jeff, how are things going over there on this Wednesday afternoon?
4: Things are going well. It's uh, Beautiful day outside, and we're ready to get on the practice field.
1: Absolutely, coach. You guys have a, a big game uh, tonight, uh, Friday night, uh, going over to Elkins, coach. If you if you guys played over there in their new stadium, will this be the first time you've been in their new stadium?
4: This will be the first time that we have played in the new stadium. We played a series two, three years ago, and uh, that was before the new facility was built. Good deal. Good deal.
3: I've been there. It's really impressive. It reminds me a lot of uh, P. Ridge. It's just wide open. And so you have a beautiful place to play, but I know you got a a tough team to go up against uh, Kane Johnson, that bunch. What's your thoughts there?
4: Well, you're exactly right. They have a very talented team led by Kane Johnson. He's He's a very explosive dual threat quarterback that throws the football well, and he's got some great targets to throw to. Uh, very elusive so when he wants to run the football or or when the pocket collapses on him he finds a way to repair broken plays quickly and so we've got our hands full with their offense
2: they do a lot of really
4: nice things that present a lot of problems and a lot of issues for defenses
2: hey Jeff Paul Boyd here uh you were describing Kane Johnson uh does that description kind of fit your quarterback there and Eli Wisdom Uh pretty good too I mean he's pretty good dual threat guy himself right
4: He's not a bad dual threat either, Paul. He, he does a great job of escaping the pocket as well. Uh, we've got some design runs that he executes very well. He's hard to tackle. He does have some good speed, and, and he's gotten a lot better throwing the football. You know, He's a sophomore that didn't have spring practice, nor did he have seven-on-seven. Seven. So we have really had to fine-tune that timing and just the ability to make those throws without that preparation, and he's done a, he's done a fine job up until this point.
2: Where do you where do you think your your program your uh, your team has has really come since the beginning? Are there a couple of specific points in the game that that you feel like they've really improved on since the start?
4: I really think that the the play by some of our young players Thomas Reese no, uh, Noah Desjarnet Cooper Dar Eli Wisdom. Some of our young players have really gone above and beyond what maybe we thought they were capable of. These are sophomores that are playing really, really big right now. Those three D linemen that I just mentioned all earned opportunities to play uh, uh, and and earn awards as we give them out on Mondays after games. Eli Wisdom, obviously, is as dynamic as he is. He's played really, really well. uh, So that's probably been my uh, that's probably been my surprise—is just how well these guys have played, how how prepared they've been, and and how they've gone out there as sophomores and they've played big boy football on Friday nights.
1: Jeff, I love how you how you use that term uh, earned, and uh, and that's what it all comes down to—is earned. And that's what a lot of uh, parents don't understand, a lot of kids don't understand—is that there's playing time to be had on the field if you can earn it. And, and absolutely, and I'm sure Jeff, your practices are like a lot of practices. Every practice is an audition. It's an opportunity for you to, get to, for you to get the attention of the coach to say, hey, I deserve to be on the field, and I love it when coaches say these kids earned their way in because that's the way it's supposed to be.
4: Yeah, all of us are on a daily interview, and we exactly. want our players to feel that. We want them to bring their A game every day, and their attitude and effort should be that, that they want to play and they want to be the best, and that there is somebody that can take their spot if they're not doing it.
1: Jeff, well, I'll, I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan, but i tell you what, I'm also a huge Lamar Jackson fan, and, and I don't know if he's still doing it, but last year at every press conference, after every game, he would wear a T-shirt to that press conference that said, nobody cares, work harder. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I love that.
4: Yeah, we've got some. Uh, you know, we we use some. We still every every cool cliche that we still. You know, obviously somebody else has used it before us, but there's no original. We definitely ideas. have our own. <laughs> <There> <laughs> that's you. right. That's right. Hey, we coach, definitely have our own. Uh, you know, and, and we try to make sure that that's something that we don't just say, but we we as coaches we want to teach, kind of the the, the important life lesson yes, behind sir. that. Yes, but, yes, sir.
3: Hey, coach. Even in COVID, you said you fixing ahead to practice field. Is it? Uh, the way i remember you watch film early sunday or monday then tuesday and wednesdays when you really get down to the nitty-gritty x's and o's and thursday's kind of a walkthrough rehearsal is it still that way with y'all it's
4: similar uh we do some things a little bit different i don't know if they're great or not but we feel like they are we we start our preparation on saturday we do have some sunday
3: uh,
4: meeting times and 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 with technology we can do a lot of things from our our own home our own laptop or cell phone and so we do that we push technology out to our players and and they're able to start that preparation over the weekend monday is a practice now for us because we've not played very many jv games due to covid Mm -hmm. and there's just not a lot of teams doing it, so we've, we've kind of gained a practice, although we'd much rather be playing JV games. Tuesday's a big, heavy, long practice day for us. Wednesday, we start to trim a little bit. We really want to take care of our players and the ground contact. We want to keep it at a, at a minimal cause we do expect to play 15, 16 weeks long. And so we scale back a little bit on Wednesday and then Thursday. We used to call it a walkthrough. We used to call it a run through, but now we call it a sprint through. <laughs> it's a extremely fast practice. We started at six, 15 in the morning
3: Wow. and
4: it's change. It's sudden change. And we try to make it as game-like as possible. And it's, it's a 45 minute practice. We go super fast, get a ton of reps and then we go lift and uh, from that point on it's all meetings and film time and clap drills and we're just really trying to rest their legs give them a few extra hours of of rest and more than anything it's probably a psychological deal for them you know and uh, so we get ready to to roll on friday we have a few more meetings and clap drills make sure everybody knows what to do and then we go play Jeff, with you guys not having you know, been
1: able to go through spring practice, you mentioned not being able to go through seven-on-seven, seven, not being able to go through team camps and all those kind of things that you do um, by the, from the end of the football season until the next football season begins, all that stuff was taken away from you guys because of COVID-19. Where do you think your team is now in, in comparison to where maybe they normally would be after seven weeks of the football season?
4: I think they had a disadvantage with the physical aspect of the games, but I think they had an advantageous approach to the mental aspect of the game. And what I mean by that is we had so many quality Zoom meetings and just opportunities for our coaches to diagram things out, show video, and really do a great job teaching. I think our guys mentally had our schemes and our systems before they had the physical of going out and, and putting their hands and their feet in the right place and throwing and catching the footballs. and So, I uh, Chip, I would say that we're, we were behind a little bit physically, but we were ahead quite a bit mentally
1: well it's you guys seem to you know not have missed a beat at least from from you know this observation I'm not in the locker room every day and I'm sure as coaches you probably still have you know head scratching moments like why did we do that or whatever because that's just normal uh, but you guys you know to me seem like you did you know did a great job of getting everybody prepared and Jeff you guys only lost this year it's been to a pretty deadgum good you know sand Springs team one you point. know over in one Oklahoma point. by one point so obviously whatever you guys are doing you're you know you're doing it right
4: well, I like to think that we are, and I, I am super proud of our coaches. They they really do put a lot of time, effort, and energy, and not just in the senior high team. You know, these guys they're coaching the junior high team, and they're coaching the seventh grade team, and many of them help out with our second grade through sixth grade youth league teams. And so it's it's a it's a heavy investment, and I'm proud of our coaches. They do a great job. And, uh, we couldn't obviously have the kind of success that we have without men that, that truly want to minister to kids but they're also teaching them the right way to play the game so it's a lot of fun
1: well jeff thanks for jumping on with us today and listen good luck to you guys friday over in elkins i know that'll be a big game i know elkins is excited about it um them being in the 4a1 for in this recycle period uh, they're in they had been down in the 4a conference down the 4a4 down the river valley um and you know ordinarily under in a normal season, you know that stadium over there would be packed because this is a, a huge, huge game for them. Uh, but uh, I'm sure they'll have everybody that they can have, you know, you know, in the <laughs> stands Friday night. And I know Shiloh will will bring their big their big traveling traveling uh, fans as well because you guys do travel well to your games, and those parents support those kids like nobody's business.
4: Yes, sir. We're looking forward to it. It should be a, a fun Friday night for football.
1: Good deal. Listen. Good luck to you guys Friday night, Jeff. Again, that's Jeff Conway, the head football coach at Shiloh Christian. They have a big game Friday night in the 4A1 conference, going to be on the road at Elkins. So we have in class six A to recap, Ricky. This is what we have in class six oh, A. We got number one Greenwood hosting number two Benton at yep. Smith Robinson Stadium down at Greenwood. Yep. We got a big game in the 4A1 going on. With this one, Shiloh Shiloh Christian going over to Elkins playing a big game there, and also in three, they got a pretty big game Charleston against. I'm sorry, Greenland against
2: Cedarville Friday night. Paul, give us a little insight on that uh, duel of the running backs. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great one. Daryl Kadich, Jet Dennis. Uh, Jed Dennis over 1,300 yards uh, rushing. For Greenland? For Greenland. Uh, Darrell Caddich for Cedarville, 1,454 yards, 20 touchdowns. I think that leads the state, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't, I'm not sure, like on Greenland, but I know, like Cedarville, Caddich uh, only played a half of
1: a couple of those games.
2: Yeah, uh, just just for instance, on that deal, uh, last week Greenland, uh, Dennis had 239 in, in about a quarter plus. There you go. So, yes, I, th- I think they both are similar as far as they've had some and blowouts where they barely played a half. Should be a great game, and this one will be at Greenland, correct? Is yes, that right,
1: yes, Paul? This will yes, be yes. at Greenland. So um, if you're looking for a good game to go to, and you can get in the stadium, uh, depending on what their protocols are, you'd get a chance to see two really, really good. Uh, I'm gonna say smaller school running backs, but these I'm, I'd put these running backs against a whole lot, of, and no matter what
2: classification. Absolutely, you're in. I, I think both these kids are, you know, they would you stack them up against anybody in any classification. I believe.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's a big game, and we have some other ones going on, Ricky. There's there's other big games going on around the area, but I tell you what, something that uh, that snuck up on me this week, and it may have you t- you guys as well. There's only three weeks left in the regular football season. Did you? I mean.
3: I always think about that. I started, looking, I said, when I was doing my uh, previews, and I said, week eight? I said, we're in week eight? Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't long ago that we were, uh, in the middle of June, we didn't even know if we'd have athletics. So. The middle
1: of, the end of July, or, you end know, of we, July. Didn't know. That's right. <laughs> we didn't know we are going to have
3: Yeah, so, I mean, it, could, I mean, of course, we've had some bumps and some COVID and and quarantine, but uh, well, that's we're, okay. we're moving along. Tennessee
1: Titans had those too, so it happens we're even at the along. highest level. It, yep. Absolutely, Rick, and that's the thing. And again, I think we've said it, you know, a few times, but we just can't say it enough. You know, just uh, so many accolades should go to these schools. Um, they took somewhat of a leap of faith and said, "We're going to play." Yep. A lot of naysayers out there said, "How dare you try to play?" Uh, with this going on, and and I give the school administrators and officials, and they said, "Listen, we got to go on with our lives because these kids need this, and uh, and we're going to take every precaution we can, and we we realize there's going to be some bumps, and we realize there's going to need to be some alterations, but but these kids need to have this. We cannot put these kids through what they went through last spring with with taking this away from them, and uh, in a in a knee jerk, in my opinion, a knee jerk reaction." Um, to what to that and uh, so major props to them and and they've continued to push forward and move forward and and, uh, um, you know and and these kids we've said it time and time again these kids don't get a do-over you know this this is it for them.
3: And not only miss the administrative fans, everywhere I go, it seems like the fans are doing their part, too. They are. Everybody's following the rules. so They are. Uh, let's keep on, keep on.
2: Absolutely. Paul, what about you? Yeah, I, th- I think I think they've done a great job. You were asking how I know that, it, that it's late in the season. Well, the reason I know it's late in the football season is we're a week away from the state volleyball That's tournament. That's right. And every time, when, it, when I hit state volleyball week, I know that we're almost done with the regular season in football as well. But we'll have uh, – We'll have state volleyball next week. That's right. Uh, Fayetteville will host the uh, 6A state tournament. That's correct. Greenwood will host the 5A state tournament. Tuesday, th- Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. That gotcha. is correct. Yeah, gotcha. three days. Uh, Going to be some great, great volleyball at both places. Uh, this week we've got it's a, kind of an unusual in, six, in the 6A West well, and the 6A Central as well. They're having a conference tournament, which correct. they don't normally do because – Teams have lost conference matches. They decided, we mentioned this, yeah. Harvard yeah. went three weeks yeah. and didn't play seven. Well, they only played seven of their regularly scheduled fourteen matches. Wow. They only played wow. half. Oh, so, well, something
1: else, Paul. We need to mention too. P. Ridge football. This will be three weeks now. This week they're not playing Friday night. This will be correct. three straight weeks that they have not played a football game. That is so.
2: correct. They're hopeful of getting back in back next week. Uh, so we hopefully get them back. But uh, I'll be uh, I'll be headed over to Shallow Christian tonight. Uh, the the 4A Northwest semifinal, Shallow Christian Farmington for volleyball. Uh, correct for volleyball. Uh, Harrison is taking on P Ridge in the other semifinal tonight. Those four teams have punched their ticket to the state tournament next week. And that'll be at Valley View. Correct. That Paul? is for correct. That is correct. Uh, they'll be traveling across and and the four that we have left in the 6A West. It's it's Fayetteville versus Bentonville, Harbor versus Fort Smith Southside. Tonight. That'll be Wednesday night, and then Thursday night's championship match will be at which Whichever of the remaining
1: two... Is the higher seed correct? Host the higher uh, host, seed will host. That host. is correct. That's correct. And uh, so we got that going on. And then Henry's not with us today, but Henry Apple, but he uh, is covering cross country. That state meet will be coming up. The conference cross country meet is next week over at Rogers. They host Tuesday, pretty much every year. Tuesday, next, I believe. Next, next Tuesday, and then they'll have the state cross country meet down at Hot Springs again, like they always do. The difference is this year it is spread out over two days. On Thursday. And Friday, instead of just one day on Saturday, and they're doing it um, so that it keeps down the crowds. And I know you're thinking, how much crowd would cross-country get? Well, you'd be surprised. Yes. Yeah. Uh, goodness. There's yeah, a lot. There's of,
2: a lot I've, of been, I've been to it. It's, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of people. And there it's are. good that, that they have that much support. It's exactly. outstanding.
1: Exactly. And so what they did, the AAA made the smart move and, and, uh, and split that thing over two days. Uh, it'll be at Oakland Park. Uh, that uh, I don't have the exact date on that, but it uh, should be the second Thursday and Friday of November. Is that correct, Paul? Yes, I believe, I believe that's that's that is correct. Maybe the first fr- Thursday and Friday. Um, anyway what's coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, so fall sports are wrapping up, and I know you guys, and I've been busy typing in basketball schedules the last couple of weeks, get ready for that. Um, so we'll have that. It's already started for some, for the small schools that don't play football. They've already started their basketball seasons. And then the schools that play football, they will start in about the second week of November, right, Paul? Around the tenth, Something yes. like that. Yes. Um, so that's going. Uh, we know football uh, presented issues for COVID, basketball, uh, issues maybe even more uh, for, for basketball uh, because you're in a much uh, smaller uh, yeah. structure indoors. And so, um, you know, again, we will say this again and we'll close the show today the way we always do. Uh, whatever the protocols are, whatever the CDC says, whatever the Arkansas Activity Association says and whatever that school says, you follow that to the letter. Uh, because it's not about you, it's about these kids, and we need to do everything we can. Um, adults, coaches, and kids need to do everything they can to see that they can get their seasons played.
3: Absolutely.
1: So that's it for this week's edition of Prep Riley, the podcast. We will uh, be back with you next week where we'll, we will uh, con- t- continue to talk about more football, and we'll also have a little, uh, maybe a little preview for volleyball. We'll be in the semifinals after that day. So, uh, Always plenty of sports to talk about. Again, this is a Prep Rally the Podcast. I'm Chip Sousa. And for Rick Fires and Paul Boyd, we thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time on Prep Rally the Podcast.
0: The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and
4: Stitcher.